Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new season of the 2019 Fantasy Football Bros. I am your host, Mark Hogan, here alongside my co-host, Derek Randall. Derek, welcome back. Great to uh, speak with you again here. Hey, Mark. Nice to get back on the show after our, our long hiatus here. Yeah, pretty long for us, but, uh, you know, a lot shorter of a, of, a, of a break here compared to the rest of uh, the rest of the industry. So, you know, we're really excited to differentiate ourselves and, you know, keep conversation going about uh, fantasy football throughout the course of the entire year, really. So, you know, we're gearing up for the draft, gearing up for OTAs. But for today's episode, want to go ahead and just recap uh, really the final standings and the championship uh, that went over to Derek here. So, Derek, congratulations with that. And Thank then afterwards, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then afterwards, we'll. Uh, we want to go into keepers. So our league is a one-player keeper league. So we're going to talk about uh, how we feel about players' stocks, whether they're trending upwards and downwards, and discuss who we think in the league will be keeping uh, which players on each of their teams. Uh, then lastly, we want to you know go into just real quick uh, how we're going to determine the draft order for next year. So a lot of exciting stuff. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Derek, how about we uh, let you? Lead, lead the way here and talk about your uh, your championship victory yeah I mean uh wow this is I said at the beginning of the playoffs that this is the worst team I've, I've ever had in our what six year ten year as a league and I finally win my championship on this team <laughs> so it, it's it's ironic but um my they basically just went off um I put up 172 points on Jack and he scored 126 just making it a complete blowout when really it was it was a heck of an upset he was the better team all season long and um it, I think it just came down to my roster making some key decisions on who to slot in into the starting lineup and who to pull the trigger on really and his players just totally underperformed compared to what they've done all year so yeah, and what's, what's fascinating about your victory is that all year you were the guy lobbying for uh, this coming season to uh, shorten the playoffs to a, a six-team uh, playoff, and you ended up benefiting from the exact thing that you're, you have been lobbying to uh, eliminate here for this year. So I thought that was the interesting aspect of your victory. Yeah, I thought it was ironic um, that I have always been a believer in the two-week playoff system, and I hate one-week playoffs because they lead to so much fluctuation. And here I am, um, totally benefiting and winning the championship only because they are one-week playoffs. Because, <laughs> I mean, Nate, it, it's so funny. The first playoff matchup against Nate, I beat him on the very last play of Monday Night Football. Um, when yeah. Dalvin Cook took that catch and got like 17 yards and Nate needed him to have like less than 15 yards. <laughs> and and just from there, like Tackett having his lowest score of the entire season and I barely beat him on a one-week playoff. And then here I am against Jack having one of his worst weeks and me having my best the entire season. So and Tackett, Tackett was the best record at 12-1. and one. So, you know, I mean, you just – defied the odds every single week of the postseason and were just the you were the Cinderella of this year and that doesn't always happen but I am the uh, albatross <laughs> you are you're the wandering albatross now you gotta keep the name absolutely <laughs> I wonder if Andres is gonna keep his uh contrarian name against uh against your team so god I hope not um all right cool so i mean you know obviously big victory here for Derek, and you know uh, congratulations once again to you but uh with all of that said we're 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 now leading up to and preparing for the start of the 2019 season so uh one thing that we did in our league is we made it a one player keeper league uh considering we have a lot of repeats in this league from year to year so the way the rules work is that you get to de decide to keep one player, and for whatever round that you drafted that player in, you can keep that player. Um, I don't think Jimmy has set an exact date for when we have to decide keepers. Uh, I think that's one thing that we'll have to 
connect with him on and see when that would be or if there's a date or whatever that might be. Um, I know in my other league, our date is really close to the draft. It's normally like a couple weeks. Um, it's towards the end of the camp so that no one keeps a player that, you know, gets hurt in the middle of camp and then you're, you're left uh, stuck with someone. So uh, I'm assuming that's kind of the approach he'll take, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he wants to do. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and uh, look at everyone's teams and, and talk about keepers here, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you want to start with your own team since we kind of probably have a better idea of our own than <laughs> anybody else's? Um, yeah, I guess we'll do that and we'll work our way up to you. Um, so we'll uh, – let me just go back here. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure – so I'm, I'm between two players here. Uh, I'm, I'm considering uh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. I'm considering him because I think I draft. I think I actually got a pretty good draft position on him. I'm just waiting for my my computer to load here. Looks like the third round. Yeah, I got him in the third round. I also got Melvin Gordon in the second. Um, so I drafted Fournette in the first, got Gordon in the second. I was kind of on the wraparound at the end of the first round there. So I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking Melvin Gordon. Um, I feel like that's that's probably the move, uh, but I am considering Tyreek Hill here as well. So I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think out of everyone on my team, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is is an interesting um, just because of his draft position. I forget Whoa, yeah. where exactly I drafted him. Where does it say where we drafted him when we click on these players here? So if you click on him, scroll to the very very bottom, and it says uh, you drafted him in the fifth round. Okay, so that that's a consideration, especially considering um, Antonio Brown's gone too. Um, not yet, <laughs> but he will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, very unlikely that Antonio Brown's sticking around at this point. But you are right. So I'm a little TBD. Uh, I think I'll probably go Melvin Gordon in the second because I still get to keep my first, and I get a top tier first round running back out of him. Yeah, but um, I've I've got some. I, I think I have a relatively tough uh, decision here because I do have uh, some interesting wide receivers in good draft positions. Yeah, I mean Juju is super intriguing. Um, all the hype I've listened to has him going in the second round, so that'd be a heck of a value. But like you said, a top tier running back like Melvin Gordon is really really hard to come by, especially when you get him in the second round, that's pretty nice. The only thing is injury concern. Uh, and, and if I don't, cause so here's the thing, like when you think about strategy, if I don't keep him, I get my second round back. And so I have a first and second rounder still because Juju is in the fifth round uh, right. or Tyreek Hill is in the third round. So theoretically I could either get Melvin Gordon back or just, or still get two solid running backs or great running backs um, in the first and second round still. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be TBD guys get hurt. Everything else um, over the course of the off season, Antonio Brown could end up sticking with the Steelers. Um, but uh, I, I am, I do have some serious consideration for, for Juju Smith Schuster um, being that low of a, of a draft value there. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, Derek, how about you lead the way here with Lennon's team? Yeah, so this is tough because I feel I'm kind of looking at his team and it's looking like, oh, wow. I did not realize that he drafted uh, Cooper Cup. He did in the eighth round. Wow. Um, I'm going to lead off by saying that's probably where he's going to go. Yeah. Because I mean, he's, that's that's a great deal on Cooper. He's a guy that you know, flies off the radar because, you know, he got hurt for, you know, right around mid season or early mid season. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he was playing, he was one of the best wide receivers. So, um, I don't know why I can't see the draft positions. I click on them and I can't scroll down. Um, are are you on your laptop? I am on my laptop. Yeah. Weird. So yeah, you click and it pulls up their face and their stats. And then I just scroll, and at the very bottom it says all transactions, and right below it it says where they're drafted. Yeah, I can't scroll down. That's weird. 
<laughs> well, any players you have questions on, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I can try it on my phone. But uh, to lead the way with the draft positions in the meantime. Yeah, Cooper Cup, uh, I, I'd probably have to agree with you on that. I, I, I don't see really anyone sticking out to me. I don't think Jordan Howard is probably worth whatever his draft position was. Um, well, he has Antonio Brown, so. Yeah, which, but Antonio Brown is first round, which I don't, I don't know if wherever he goes, if he's going to be as highly sought after as he has been with the Steelers. Yeah, he he's a risky play, and isn't Lennon's a Steelers fan, right? So maybe he's, he's got huge, so he could. <laughs> maybe he's got a sour taste in his mouth though um, when he leaves the Steelers. Considering all of the Steelers fans are like burning, um, you know, like flags and stuff or jerseys or whatever of Antonio Brown. Um, what about James White? Any consideration there? Yeah, so James White, I believe it says is the twelfth round. So that's a heck of a value, but. 11th round um i i'm just a player like james white just concerns me so much because he's a receiving back and it just feels like there's the chance to be so much fluctuation there but his performance last year he was so consistent all season so i think it's something he's got to consider it's a full ppr too so right you know there's i i don't know like yeah he's a receiving back and there's fluctuation but how much fluctuation is there really over the last two seasons? Um, he's been, you know, he's had the most catches or some, you know, in the, in the top, you know, a couple players for most catches amongst running backs uh, the last two years. So, yeah, um, I don't, there initially you might think there is a lot of a fluctuation, but I'm sure if you look into the numbers more, um, it might be a little bit more consistent than you think, especially with it being a full PPR He's definitely worth consideration, even versus Cooper Cup, who is a top tier receiver, um, but does, you know, does get hurt a lot. So um, I don't full, I don't mind James White. The only thing that truly concerns me is the uh, shift towards Sony Michelle towards this later half of the season and the success that Sony Michelle has had. Um, so it, I, there's just too many question marks for me to want to keep James White. Um, compared to other players he has. Like, we talked about Cup, another player that I'm really hooked on that he's got, Kenny Galladay, who he took in the 10th round. Yeah. yeah Lennon's got a lot of great options here, as long as he doesn't take Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, I, and um, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I would feel like Antonio Brown is the mistake on his team to keep, considering the risk and, you know, what kind of, value he's going to return so yeah um i'm in between james white and cooper cup there uh tbd as we progress through the season we'll see what he won and decides to do uh how about we move on here uh who's next it looks like caleb caleb's next all right um yeah which man he made a lot of trades so um yeah, I mean, does he have really any players that he is quarterbacks? So, I... what about T.Y. Hilton? Um, I traded that to him. So, see, I'm on the app and on the on my phone, and I can't see it there either. Really? Um, yeah, it says on mine. It says uh, T.Y. drafted 23rd overall by the Albatross. And you're looking at it on your phone. Uh, my laptop. Okay, weird. Yeah. Um, twenty third overall, so he can't obviously keep him. Mark Ingram, any interest there? Did he keep him? As I traded him to, <laughs> to him as well. Uh, can, can we can we hit on that for a quick second? Blockbuster trade that turned my season around. That was the riskiest move I think I've made all season. Trading Ty, Mark Ingram, and Trey Burton. Devontae Adams in like week what was it like week nine or ten yeah it was a risky move um and I I really think it was kind of a win-win trade there between both you guys like it kept Caleb alive yeah I thought like it was a good move on his part uh if anything too late in the season uh I think we were talking about it at the beginning of the season so I thought it was a good move for both you guys. I would recommend for Caleb to listen to us a little bit quicker in the in the future. But 
um, overall, it was, you know, I, th- I thought it worked out for both. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, well, Mark Ingram's going to a new team, though, this year, right? I mean, he's, he's going to be testing free agency. He's testing it, but last I saw, the Saints were meeting with him, and his heart was still in New Orleans. So as long as they yeah. give him a competitive offer, he wants to go there. But Caleb can't keep him. So I'm, I'm almost right. thinking Caleb's keeping a quarterback here. It, I think his only options are Rivers, Cousins, um, Tevin Coleman, or Tevin Coleman's Jay, Jay the best in the market, though, right? Tevin is, but remember, he drafted Tevin in like the third round. Really high. Yeah, really yeah. high. Jay Ajayi, but... he drafted in the second. Um, and then Tevin Coleman was third round. Yep. De- depending on what happens with Tevin Coleman's situation, he could return third round value this year, though. Um, that's a situation to monitor. I know that's a re- I know it's relatively bold to say, but like if he goes somewhere where he's getting a full workload, um, and he's not splitting it with someone else, he might actually be drafted higher than the, than the third round in normal drafts. So, right. Um, that's that's a player worth consideration. Uh, and if not, then it's probably a quarterback for me uh, between Rivers and Cousins. Yeah, Where, I, I I obviously can't see the um, the draft. So Cousins is fifth round. Rivers is sixth round. So pretty good value on both. All right. I mean, you know, I'd probably just go with the guy with one less round in Rivers. Um, yeah. You know, Rivers is just a little bit more of a stable quarterback as well, and. Um, Cousins has got some great weapons, but we saw some of the inept and you know inability last year. I, I think that'll improve, but um, they're both pretty much the same return that you get on either of those guys in those draft positions. So, yeah, I, I mean, Cousins finished the year twelfth ranked quarterback, and Rivers was eleven. <laughs> so, um, and it was a difference of less than two points. So they're basically the same guy. And and our. Definitely value in keeping a, a quarterback in the fifth or the sixth round. I feel Absolutely. like if you're playing a normal one quarterback league, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably just go after Tevin Coleman. But um, those two quarterbacks are worth considering. You know, knowing that we play two quarterbacks a week essentially. So, um, which that brings up another point: Are we deciding to move on from that? Are we still doing that? Did was that uh, an issue that we thought about changing at all, or? That's something we thought about changing, but it seems that everyone's pretty – well, not everyone. I guess the few people have Derek, spoken hello? about it. You there? Mark? Derek? Are you there? Hello? Hey, that was weird. I could hear yeah. you, but uh, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> I could distinctly hear you. It was like almost like something was like covering up the microphone. Um, uh, all right, cool. So uh, just getting back into where we were at. So, um, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. You asked about the two-quarterback thing. Yeah. So, I mean, in between the two quarterbacks, it's Evan Coleman for me. Um, you know, one quarterback league, I wouldn't do it. But because we played two. Um, and also, is that something that we're continuing for this year? I think it's still up in the air. It seems that um, the few people who have spoken about it don't want – There's, I'd say it's 50-50. There's been three people that have spoken out very boldly saying they hate it. There's been a couple others, probably about three more, who have been like, yeah, I, I really like it. So uh, the rest of the league really needs to make their opinions noted so that Jimmy has a better idea on what to do about this. Yeah, and I think these decisions need to be made relatively soon, maybe early summer, just because, uh, you know. It affects keepers and everything. It affects keepers, exactly. So, like, the keeper deadline date has to be after any changes that we make. We can't make changes after the keeper deadline date. Uh, just really as a side note for Jimmy there. So, Agreed. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to Carl's team. Yes, Carl was the team that we were like, ah, like he could turn it around, but it just kind of never, never really did there. Uh, when I look at his team, I mean, Phil Lindsay sticks out to me. Um, but I, yeah, he was a waiver pickup. So is he allowed to keep him if he was a waiver pickup? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. See, in my other league, if you're a waiver pickup, we have a scored system where it starts off where if you are the 
you know, if you're the position rank one through five from last year, you end up being a 12th round keeper. And if you're six through 11, you're a 13th round and it goes interesting. You know, so on and so on. And that works out really well. Um, it rewards people for getting, you know, really nice waiver wire pickups. Um, I don't know if that's something that we might consider, but uh, I think the rule is for now that you had to have drafted them to keep them. Correct. Yeah. And I, I think too, um, while we're talking about the waiver wire, one thing that 100% is changing is we are moving to fab. So yeah, we'll we're on that as we get closer to the season and it matters. Um, Cause I know Caleb will want us to run through a, how to do fab course on the show. Cause he totally is lost with it. But um, yeah, that that's going to be a great transition. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun to, to talk about. So we'll probably have to dedicate a full podcast to just, discussing fab discussing strategy uh, maybe we'll even do like a live like me and you will do like we'll join like a live mock draft and i guess we can't really do that um <laughs> i know what you're but, at, though. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll do something um to get everyone a little bit more familiarized with it and that'll probably be much closer i would say sometime in august so yeah um so I'm looking at I'm looking at Carl's team. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is probably the guy, even though he's a first rounder. Is he was he a first rounder or was he yes. in the beginning of the okay, so I mean, I don't even mind keeping a guy in the first round like him. No. Uh, he's gonna get your return. I don't I'm looking at the rest of his team. You know, it's a shame that he can't keep Phil Lindsay, but um I probably wouldn't keep Derrick Henry for even wherever he drafted him. I know he had a couple big weeks at the end of the season, but I really, I don't see that sustaining long term. So, right. any differing in opinion there? To me, his only option is Hopkins in the first round or Zach Ertz in the third. Yeah, and honestly, I, I would almost lean towards Zach Ertz because Ertz is probably going to be at. Well, I don't know. I feel like with both those guys, they're going to return the same yeah value that where they're going to be drafted at normally. If that makes sense. Yeah, and you're getting more you're getting more points with Hopkins, in my opinion. Um, yeah, like you're getting more total points. I feel like Ertz last year was like the first year that Ertz played a full season. I, I could be wrong on that, but I feel like he does get hurt fairly often. Um, and I mean, just the I'm not letting messing with Lashawn McCoy. No. Um, nope. I mean Tyler Boyd, not really that interested either. Although he probably has great draft value if he even drafted him. He did not. He didn't, so we can't keep him. I'm not messing around with Alex Collins. So I think it's pretty clear-cut to me. Even though Hopkins is a first-rounder, it's a first-rounder well-spent. Agreed. I agree. So um, You're kind of just guaranteeing yourself a top wide receiver. And right. in a full PPR, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Yeah, I like it. All right, so let's move on here. Kuars is super easy, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Kuars got Saquon Barkley that he drafted in the first round. Um, I think you keep him. I, I don't care that you draft him in the first round. He's probably the number one overall pick this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like either – yeah. I, I get, I'm, I'm assuming he is the number one overall pick. I don't know who else. Yeah, um, I, I don't know who would be above him after the Todd Gurley situation, but um, we'll hit on that when we get to Jack's team. When did he draft Julio? Second round. I mean, that's worth consideration, but yeah, I'd probably just go with the running back in that in that spot there. There's no one else on this team, but that that's good to know. I mean, if he's keeping Saquon, Julio's going to be up for grabs in the draft. So, yep, you know, someone that is debating on keeping a first rounder versus a second or a first rounder versus a fifth Julio, you know, makes that more appealing because he's going to be thrown back into the player pool likely. Absolutely. Yeah. And he'll be probably based on our keepers. He'll be coming a, a first rounder in this league. So, and I'm not saying um, that he would keep this guy or anything, but I think Tariq Cohen is an interesting guy to keep on. He's probably someone who, um, is sneaky and, and falls in the draft a little bit just because people, you know, maybe get scared away that he's, you know, sharing the backfield, this or the other. I feel like that's what happened last year. But Trey Cohen put up some points. And, I mean, when did he get drafted this past year? Ninth round. 
and yeah. he finished the year as an RB1. Yeah, so um, Tariq Cohen's definitely a guy to keep an eye on, and he'll he'll be back in the player pool too. Uh, I'm not saying you draft him in the first round or anything, but um, if he falls, he could be you know he could produce some great value. So agreed. All right, who's next on this list? Nate. Man, I don't know what it is, but my computer is just. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm on too many sites I shouldn't be on or something, but it, <laughs> uh, my computer is just not running as fast as it normally does. So I don't know if maybe it's ESPN or something or what. But uh, all right, ESPN so overloading their changes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they switched this new app and it's just like, or this new format and it just makes everything slower. I I agree. Yeah, it definitely slows everything down. Um. So looking at Nate's, I feel the same way as I felt with Kuhar. He's got Kamara, who he drafted in the first round. Um, Kamara is going to be among the top three running, top three players overall selected. So I feel like he should keep him. Um, this also depends on I, all this that we're saying. Also depends on our draft order, I think. Um, so say Nate ends up getting the number two overall pick. In that case, he would want to keep someone, take someone else. else. Yeah. yeah. Because he can get yeah. Kamara back. Exactly. Because he can still grab him. Yeah. So and... That's that's a great point. Like, as we're going through this, just people understand and know that when we talk about your keepers, your strategy could possibly change if, you know, depending on your draft position. Absolutely. Yeah. This I'm really excited um, with the prospects of having our draft and everything, or, our draft order decided as early as, you know, may <laughs> yeah That'd be pretty awesome um i'm really hoping we go with this new plan but once again we'll we'll hit on that later so let's just play that play out that hypothetical real quick let's say he does get the second pick and he can guarantee himself getting camara back who would you take of the remaining keenan allen or sony michelle based on uh draft position sony michelle he took him in the 10th round and he got Keenan Allen in, like, probably, what, the third? Second. Okay. So, I think that's a no-brainer there. You get a a great running back who – I think his position rank was 35, but he's definitely going to be higher than that this year. Um, Top 15, round, easy. In the 10th round, that's a no-brainer. Um, Keenan Allen, great player. Um, you know, I just – I, I tend to stay away from players that have a that, that have an extensive injury history. So, right, uh, I feel like Sony Michelle is the play, and then that allows him to keep two, you know, top running backs going into this year, basically right off the get go. If he gets a high draft position, so right. So um, our, our idea of, and we'll talk about it again, but just to you know give like maybe a little um, sneak peek, peek behind the curtain. Uh, centering it around the March Madness tournament. So um, he's going to have to really – Nate should really start doing his research now and who he thinks uh, could, could win college basketball. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or maybe less research. I mean, it seems like the people who pick the uh, just the, the better-sounding names every year are the ones that do the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like you have to be bold. You have to pick up sets and just hope that you're – you, you get them right because it happens every year. So, yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to Denison's team. So I feel like Denison's team is quite the hodgepodge of players. He did he draft James Conner or did he pick him up for free agency? Uh, I believe it was free agency. Let me make sure. And yes. So if he can't keep James Conner, Mike Evans, when did he draft him? I believe that was the um, second round. Let me see. Pretty positive it was the second round. So yep. that's, that's a kind of a weird situation with Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, new coach, um, and Bruce Arians. So it's going to be interesting to see – how much Bruce Arians likes Jameis Winston. Uh, it sounds like they're giving him a chance based off of what I've looked at recently. Um, 
I mean, if Jameis Winston's in, he's going to throw the ball to Mike Evans. He's going to chuck it up to him. So he's going to get his looks at the very least. Agreed. Um, is Mike Evans worth a second round pick? And the better question is, if you don't keep Mike Evans as a second round pick, who do you keep at that point? So I'm looking at this now and I, I feel like um, it's going to be pretty easy for him. He drafted carry on Johnson in the eighth round. Oh, okay. So uh, just because carry on is looking at a much larger workload next year, I feel like that's where he's going to go. Um, also with this being a two quarterback league, he did take Jared Goff in the ninth round. So that's also a great value. Uh, I just, I feel like when you only have one keeper to make your keeper, Jared Goff, like we <laughs> started off the year. Great. But I just, I don't know if I want to build my team around Jared Goff. Um, but I, I like carry on Johnson. What was the injury that he faced though? Was that an upper body injury or a lower body injury? Um, I thought it was lower. Let me see here. I want to um, say it was a, was it a knee injury? I thought so, but damn. The new Roto news on ESPN kind of sucks. It doesn't let you go back and see news from the past. It was his left knee. He was placed on IR in middle of October, partially tearing a ligament in his left knee. Yeah, that's, that's you know. <laughs> so that's that's the only concern there is just – keeping a close eye on his health um yeah i mean if you take mike evans yeah you lose that second round pick but mike evans is a top 10 wide receiver every single year with the ceiling to be a top two wide receiver yeah so you either go with safety and superior um point totals being put up or you shoot for the great value in the eighth round, it comes with some risk. I don't mind the risk. I don't mind going after Carrion Johnson despite the knee injury. Um, he's probably going to share the workload a little bit so they don't overwork him like they did this year. But eighth round value, you know, that's you're probably getting you're probably getting an RB two out of him uh, in the eighth round. And right. I don't. I think that RB twos are pre- are pretty much gone in the eighth round there. So, um, I, I'd I'd probably go carry on Johnson. I agree. That's where I would go because Mike Evans. I think he'll get drafted in the second round of most leagues, maybe even the third. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you gotta go carry on. Yep, I agree. And, uh, Mike Evans drops a lot of footballs too. So, good player it, gets a lot of opportunity, but he doesn't always take advantage any. He always has games where he puts up, like, random duds. Like, he'll always just have a game where he puts up, like, one catch or zero catches. And it's not too often, but it's super frustrating. And I'd be really frustrated if that was my keeper. You know, even, you know, like, a keeper should never be someone who puts up a dud. You're looking for consistency out of a keeper, someone that you can build your team around. So, I'm going carry on Johnson with Dennison's team. Yeah, As long as he doesn't get hurt leading up to the season. (laughs) <laughs> which you never know, right? Yeah. Again, a lot of things can change between now and, and when the season starts. Um, let's move on to Andres's trolling team. Yeah. He can't keep Fournette because I traded that to him. He can't keep Golden Tate. Um, does... So, Andres, look, I hate to continuously have us call him out on this show, but he complained about the way the keeper system was played, was done. Um, and supposedly not understanding it. And that was in like week four. And then you look at his team and all the moves he made after that. And it's, it's like, he just said, fuck it with the keeper system, because I think he only has two options on his entire team of who he could keep. Um, because of all the acquisitions he made and all the players he dropped or traded. So I don't know if he, he had a, his mindset on who he's going to keep regardless or, or if he just didn't think that one through. I think he didn't think it through. Um, but it, did he draft Odell? He did in the first round. <sighs> so, um, <you're... laughs> I mean, so here's, here's a question too. Did we decide, does someone have to keep players? No, I don't think you do. So like, 
it's almost a situation where, I mean, I, I again, I, I would have to go through every single one of his players and see, because there are potential players that, like, did he draft Matt Breida? Um, let me see. I don't think Not he that did. I'm saying that he would. But, like, again, like, almost every single one of these players, I would have to. Oh, he did. Him. But, you he know, you have Jared the McKinnon 15th. there, too. So, like, right. he his team is just a team that he's, like, it's kind of hard for him to make a, a decision or any even, like, it's even hard to speculate who he would keep at this point because there's so much of the unknown. Kenyon Drake, possibly, but I'm sure he drafted him over what he returned. Uh, yeah, it took him in the third round. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm keeping Kenyon Drake in the third round. Um, I would also, I, I, I think he's got to go with Stafford, who was in the seventh round. Um, just because two quarterbacks is so important in this league, most of the time a quarterback like Stafford won't last that long. Did he draft um, Baker? He did not. Dennison did, and then Dennison dropped him. What about Marlon Mack? He did not draft him either. Yeah, the the only ones he drafted were Stafford, um, maybe Rudolph, and Odell, Cam Newton, Kenyon Drake, and Breda. Yeah, I mean, I would consider Kenyon Drake. Um, yeah, just I mean, I mean, if he's if he's got the last pick in the first round, I would keep Odell. Yeah. So that's the other thing is it's, it's going to depend on his draft position. If he has a high position in the draft, I'm not keeping Odell. If he has a, if he has the 11th pick or something like that, or the 12th pick, I might keep him. Um, So that, that's going to depend on his draft position, but I'm between Odell and Kenyon Drake, just depending on his draft order. Okay. I'm also not completely closed to just him not keeping anyone. Um, Yeah. Yeah. See, honestly, if he had a high draft pick, then I don't think I'd keep anybody. Yeah, maybe Stafford. Right. I'd probably yeah, keep maybe. Stafford in the seventh, actually. It's just a good value. It's good value. The only the only thing about that is you are taking up a quarterback spot at that point. Um, but, yeah, because if or because it's a two-quarterback league, I would take Stafford. If it's a one, absolutely not in the seventh round. Right, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to Jimmy's team here. The champion commish. Champion commish. Let's see. Hmm. I feel like, just like we said with um, Nate and Kuhar, if he doesn't get a high draft pick, you got to keep Zeke. Yeah. Yep, it's either Zeke. If you have a low pick, it's it's Zeke, and you forfeit your first rounder. Um, if it's a high pick, I mean, I would like I like Zeke over Kamara a little bit. Um, I feel like Zeke, you're just guaranteed the work on a week to week basis a little bit more. Um, if but if it's a high pick, like a second or a third overall pick, then I probably would keep Chubb. If he can uh, he can't. Oh, he picked him up or traded yep. him. He was a waiver acquisition. Um, and I'm sure he drafted Deshaun Watson pretty high. Chris Fifth Carson? Round. Did he draft Chris Carson? Fifteenth round. He drafted Chris Carson in the fifteenth round. He did. Okay, so that's the plan, in my opinion. Is you get a low low pick, um, you might just end up keeping Zeke. I, I might even consider if it's a low pick, still keeping Chris, Chris Carson. Yeah, fifteenth round is so late. It's so late. I mean, you're basically drafting Chris Carson where you would draft like a low end defense or possibly even a kicker at that point. So exactly. I mean, that, I would. Pro- I'm I'm looking at keeping Chris Carson regardless. Um, but I can understand if he has a low pick, maybe just p- taking Zeke, um, and and playing it safe so yeah i mean you can't miss on zeke so yeah so i'm 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 debating that but if it's a high pick um definitely keep carson and go after a zeke or a camara or someone like that so 
So that 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 brings up another point. Like Kamara could be available, could not be available, depending on others' draft positions. So when like everyone's looking at this, once the draft order is determined, don't just look at your own. Look at some of the other teams' draft positions to see what they're going to do. Yep, exactly. All right, so let's move on here. We got, I think we got three more teams. So Tackett's next, and his selection is going to be. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I'm torn. Um, I never thought I'd be torn. But Patrick Mahomes, he took in the ninth round, which when, when we originally talked about keepers, I thought that was a no-brainer just because it is a two-quarterback league. Um, and then he's got McCaffrey in the second round, which McCaffrey has now worked himself into a first-round selection, probably a top-six pick. Um, he might even be top, like, three. Yeah, I mean, I I would consider taking McCaffrey over Kamara. Yeah, see, I don't like the Panthers, and I don't really like McCaffrey. So personal but taste, it's a full I would take PPR. Kamara. It is, it is full PPR, and he's getting a like full Kamara. workload. Like he's not splitting time really with anyone. He's destined to break down at some point. True, but he's like. He's, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like you're guaranteed a little bit more than Kamara. Um, like, if you're playing from behind, like, Christian McCaffrey is perfect. Like, because he's just going to catch the ball in the backfield all game. Like, if they're playing from ahead, like, they're probably running the ball effectively. So, and the ball is only going to him in the backfield. I, I would take him over Kamara. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so would you tell him? keep McCaffrey in the second instead of Mahomes in the ninth? Because I think those are the only two realistic options. No, I would probably, you know, another team that depends on his draft position. um, But I would probably regardless just take Mahomes in the ninth. You're getting, I mean, he put up 417 points. You're getting guaranteed points in a two quarterback league in the ninth round. So it's a good deal. It's it trumps any. Um, I know that word has a different meaning now, but it, it really, it really, <laughs> it really um, it takes priority over any other any other player, whether it's running back or receiver or anything like that. Like it's just guaranteed points in the ninth round at that point. So uh, I'm right there with you. So I'm I'm going Mahomes, and then you know hoping that I get a high position by doing well in college basketball. Agreed. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Jack because this is where we have to kind of talk about the storyline. His his pick was a no-brainer for him um, up until probably the last few weeks of the season. He was going to take Todd Gurley first round, no-brainer, best player in fantasy football. Um, I, I got to think that's completely thrown out the window now with what's going on with Gurley, and he may never, ever be the same player again. I mean, those are strong words. Like, part of me thinks that some of this is just being overplayed. And they were, they were, uh, in my opinion, I feel like the Rams are being overcautious with him. Like, at some point, you got to let him play. Um, what, what, did you see what happened? What what they came out with earlier this week or last week? He had like, art, he has arthritis or whatever in his knee. Yeah, and it's bad enough that they're trying to do sickle cell treatment. Well, that's just because he's also has like the best doctors in the or world. Stem cell, like, sorry. I mean, dude, like ten years ago, you know, all of these running backs had arthritis in their knee, and they weren't doing sickle cell treatment because it just wasn't like a thing at that point. Um, like every, every single player in the league, I feel like gets it to a certain degree. His is probably just worse because of his knee injury when he was in college. Yeah, it's the same knee, so. Um, I mean, he drafted him in the first round, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the rest of his team. I know he's, like, obsessed with Aaron Jones. I just don't – I mean, when did he draft Aaron Jones? In, like, the 12th or the 13th? 15th. 15th. Okay. Yes. I, I think you got to keep Aaron Jones. Um, Joe Mixon? When did he draft him? Probably like the He fifth. did not. He traded Oh, he traded for him. Okay. And Michael Thomas, he probably got in a second. Yep. Hmm. This is a tough Michael Thomas, tough the second. Yeah. And then Cooks was the fifth. I, I think he got to go Aaron Jones. 
Yeah. Yeah, you got to go Aaron Jones because um, just the value that you're getting him at. But, like, he's also a guy that, you know, there's we've seen plenty of one-hit wonder running backs in the NFL over the years. Like, Yeah, especially with the Packers. Yeah, with the Packers. I mean, you see it across the board. But, like, you know, who remembers Lamont Jordan, right? Like, he was one of the best running backs in fantasy in 2003 or whatever it was for the Oakland Raiders, he was a one hit wonder, you know, like it happens all the time. And it's not like Aaron Jones was even a top five running back. He had a nice stint, like a nice five or six game stretch or whatever that was. But um, I mean, fifth, 15th round, it's tempting. I just, uh, I wouldn't mind Michael Thomas in the second either. Yeah, Michael Thomas is surefire top five receiver, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd be between Michael Thomas and Aaron Jones, but I feel like Aaron Jones is his draft position. I bet Aaron Jones, if he's on our draft board, doesn't make it past the second round. That would shock me, actually. I think he makes it past the second round. Oh, man. I, I feel like when we go and break down teams, um, when it comes to, like, July – Aaron Jones, we're talking about like a third or a fourth round player. What do you mean? Right now? Yeah. As far see, as that draft position me. goes? That shocks me. I can't I can't see that. I can't envision that, like why he would be selected so low. He's a running back who doesn't really split carries too much, and it's a new new coach who wants to feed him the ball, right? Jamal Williams had an impact in that backfield. Yeah, at the at the end of the season, once he was on IR, I mean, before Aaron Jones went on IR, it was pretty much his to lose. I mean, look look at his numbers. Once he was, so he had. Let's see. They finally started getting him the ball consistently in week eight. Right. Sixteen point six, followed by eight point five, then thirty two point two, twenty seven point three, eighteen point three. 15.2, 19.6, and then he got injured and put on IR. And wasn't part of that stretch, though, Jamal Williams was hurt at that point? Um, I don't know. I would have and, to look at that. And, and look, like, you know, we're so early on, a lot of things can happen. They could draft a running back. Um, you know, the coach would come in and say he likes Aaron Jones, but he doesn't want to give him a full workload because he got hurt. Um, I, I – I mean, it's very tempting in the 15th round, but if he has a high pick, I wouldn't rule out just taking Michael Thomas in the second, a guy that's probably going in the first this year and getting a, a, a elite running back with a high pick there. Yeah. I Okay, I agree with that. I do. Like, I know it's tempting, the 15th round, and then you get all your picks, but, like, how much does that actually pay off if he – it's, it's, it's a very risky play considering the change in environment in Green Bay. That's true. So, I don't know. That, that's a TBD situation. But for me, I'm leaning more towards Michael Thomas in the second. Fair enough. I, I think I'm, I'm torn on where he picks at. Yeah. In the draft. Well, yeah, that'll definitely determine it. And, and so like, you know, it's a common, common theme here with a lot of these teams, but um, first look at it for me, I'm probably thinking Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, All right. And then you, right. So you got your team last. So who are you going with? Uh, I think luck. Yeah. Yeah. I got him in the sixth round, which isn't – that's decent value on where he finished the year. The only reason he fell so far is because people didn't know how his arm was. And then we found out he had a really slow start to the year where he was not <laughs> not good for the first two or three weeks and then just lit – like just lit it up after that and finished the fifth-ranked quarterback. So I feel like in a two-quarterback league like ours, there's no way he slips past the third or fourth round this year. And I, I, as a Colts fan myself, it, it's fun to have him on your team. When did you draft Dalvin Cook? The second? Yeah. You wouldn't consider Dalvin Cook in the second? I would. Um, I would based on who other people keep. If running backs are dried up and I don't have a high pick, then I think I might have to change my mind. 
Well, you're Five. not going to know that because everyone submits their keepers at the same time. Yeah, you know, that is true. I guess I'd have to kind of figure out everybody's keeper before they before they submit it. I, I think I'm going luck. Wow, okay. I like Dalvin, don't get me wrong, but the dude's hurt all the freaking time. Like, it's unreal. I mean, I think that was a lingering issue, though, from his injury the previous year. And when he played, he got he got a workload. He looked good once he once he got back in the mix too. Yeah, he did at the end of the season. Um, but it was a little too late for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like I waited on him all year long, and finally he did something. But yeah, things things can change too. I mean, Andrew Luck was working with basically just T. Y. Hilton on his team. So if they add another good receiver in free agency or the draft. Like, throw Tyrell Williams in there, and I, I can't pass that up. Like, Luck hasn't had great weapons since he's been there. You know, another guy is Damian Williams. Uh, yeah, I didn't draft him, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wish. <laughs> you know, so when, when did you draft Diggs? Also in the second round. So, like, here's my thing. Like, Dalvin Cook, if you have a high pick in the first – you're wrapping around to the end of the second. So, like, if That's you got true. a high pick in the first, I personally, I would be interested in keeping Dalvin Cook because, in my opinion, you're getting value there if you're getting him, if you're forfeiting fitting a late second. If it's an end of the first round pick, um, maybe you don't keep him and do what you're saying with luck. I personally, I would probably just keep him either way, but um, you know that's your that's, that's your decision there. Yeah, I mean that that's a good point. A late, a early first rounder means late second rounder, so uh, something to consider. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that if again, so like this whole you know only keeping players that you draft thing, it has a big impact on the decision. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It, it makes it's a lot of you, strategy. And it makes you think about when you draft, like, some guys that you go after at the end of the draft that aren't necessarily players who can make an immediate impact, but by the end of the season could be all-star players that you could keep, you know, the following year. So um, it, it, it puts more of an emphasis on pursuing some maybe rookie running backs or um, rookie wide receivers, too. Right. Yeah. I like it. I mean, uh, Dennison outright did that. He took Baker Mayfield with the very last pick in the draft. Um, unfortunately, he dropped him two weeks later, right before he became <laughs> the starter. <laughs> well, it enforces patience as well, right? So I think some people right. probably learn, like, oh, man, if I was just patient with that player or this player, um, you know, maybe I would have, I would have, be in a really good spot. So um, we always got to remember as fantasy football players, patience. Like, I can't tell you how many times – you know, in past years, maybe I had been burned because I dropped a guy too quickly, uh, especially maybe a rookie or a young player who came on in the eighth, ninth, tenth week of the season and ended up being a, a difference maker down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and while we're looking at team rosters, another change that I was just thinking of that I'm pretty sure we're like 100% on making, um, Jimmy will correct me if we're wrong, is adding another bench slot. Because we only have six right now, and a lot of us had talked last year how that doesn't really give us a whole lot of um, room. So, and, and with it being a two quarterback league as well, that means you have to at all times have three quarterbacks in your squad. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I think we're going to move from six bench slots to seven, which will be nice. Yeah, and well, I mean, either that or make it a one quarterback league. Right. I yeah yeah. At least one of those changes has. To if we go to a one quarterback league, then the benches are good where they're at. If we stay a two quarterback, then we absolutely to have to add. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be one or the other there. Yep. All right, cool. So we went through all the teams, speculated on some keepers. Uh, we got one more segment here, and we are going into how we are determining the draft order. So we gave a little bit of a teaser on it being uh, tied in with the college basketball season. Uh, Derek, you want to inform our listeners on how we're going to formulate our draft here for this year? Yeah, so nothing's 100% yet, but Jimmy seems 
very on board with it as of now. And, you know, like all things, there'll be a little bit of pushback um, from the, from everybody else out there that doesn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> There's always pushback about something. But we just thought every year we put all of our names in a randomizer online and say, mix it up. And then that's how we determine draft order. So why not do something that's a hell of a lot more fun that everybody can get involved in and potentially influence their draft pick? And But also something that a person's knowledge in one area like college basketball won't 100% influence where they draft. So what we came up with was March Madness. And basically, it sounds like we'll make brackets like we do every single year. And, um, and basically, the order of the most points that we finish in in our brackets, most picks and all that, uh, is where we'll draft at. So the reason that you and I, I think, kind of like this is that Yes, it allows people to get involved. And, you know, if you do your research, you might do a little bit better. But March Madness fluctuates so much um, that nobody's really at a severe advantage or disadvantage. Yeah, it's it's pretty random. Uh, despite the amount of research that you can do, I feel like more often than not, the less research you do, the better. Um, but it's totally just uh, random and you know, there's there's different strategies that you can take with it, depending on what kind of draft position that you want. Um, some people value certain draft positions more than others and vice versa. So everyone has kind of different preferences, even in their draft positions in a draft, um, which could influence how you decide to shape your bracket. But I think it'd be a lot of fun because, you know, we might see some really wacky brackets. We might see some really conservative brackets and so on. And, um, you know, I think I, I, you know, for something for everyone to keep up with, but also, um, you know, randomize it in a little bit more of a, a fun way and, you know, deter the idea of the yearly collusion, uh, attack on, on Jimmy every year. So, <laughs> yeah, every year, Jimmy and I get attacked for it. And it's also easy. Like, you know, it's just like how you would normally, you would just fill out a bracket. We create a group for it. You fill out a bracket, you submit it. And then we see who, you know, what the point totals are at the end of the um, college basketball uh, tournament there. So, yeah, it, it just seems like a fun little thing we can do. And um, with it being March Madness too, our draft orders would be ready and set way earlier than they ever have been, which is, in my opinion, I love it that way. That way we can start planning immediately. Yep. Cool. So uh, we'd love to hear everyone's reactions on that. Uh, as always, you can submit a voicemail uh, via Anchor. So uh, go ahead and, you know, if you have any kind of response, positive, negative, so be it. Just uh, feel free to submit it to us. What we plan on doing. Well, uh, and, and even, episode. sorry to cut you off, Mark, but even if you're not in our league, submit a yeah. voice message. I mean, we get like, 50 listens on some of these episodes. So obviously it's not just our own fantasy football 12 man league um, contributing here. So if you guys out there want to have your input shared and get into the action on our league, uh, leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners uh, in the league or outside of the league, whatever it may be. Um, And I think as the the more that we grow as as our podcast grows, um, the more fun things that we can uh, do and be interactive with with our with our listeners moving forward. So um, we'd love to hear from everyone. Uh, on top of that, should be a really fun off season. We plan on doing a podcast or episode every, I'd say probably every couple weeks. It's not going to be every single week like we do in the season, um, but we'll want to do some episodes. Um, you know, maybe in the near future wrapped around the draft and wrapped around OTAs and, um, you know, maybe after we find out the draft order and, you know, talk about that a little bit, any kind of NFL news uh, throughout the off season. And then we'll really ramp up once, uh, once camp starts as well. So really looking forward to the off season and keep giving you guys uh, more content uh, even throughout the NFL off season here. And, uh, should be a lot of fun leading up to the 2019 football season. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm I'm thinking like you said, every three to four weeks sounds pretty realistic. And our our next episode will probably be what the week leading up to the draft 
when we can kind of sit here and speculate on where players will go prior to the draft? Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And then also talking about guys that um, even before they get drafted, you know, could have fantasy impacts, uh, you know, on the year. So I've already, you know, I'm sure everyone, all the hype is around um, uh, around Metcalf right now. But yep. uh, there's going to be other guys out there, too, that I think could have an instant fantasy impact. And we'll break that now and talk <coughs> no about offense. that a little bit as we get closer. But all right, cool. Well, Derek, uh, nice connecting with you here. We'll go ahead and post this and looking forward to the next episode of the Fantasy Football Bros for 2019. Sounds great. All right, fellas. See you later.